cost drifted alarmingly in the betting was, you know, fancy in the morning continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, in a Dick Francis novel, Charles Bottoms. Ground is soft, it's not... It's oh, it's not, heavy. Soft on time. It's, it's heavy. Okay. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday Sermon. My name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and chewing the fat, as always, with me is John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot. Now, I hope that uh, some of our, uh, or, or some people will have listened to the show on Friday and not not press pink because we had it right off, didn't we, John? Um, you know, we we seem to we seem to back a few nice winners. We had we had the thirty three to one winner of the first cup, albeit rule a small rule four, and uh, we we got the uh, guineas winner of, of nasty Jim. Yeah, blind pigs round truffle shock. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Mick Windmills us, I mean, that went pretty much as as expected, didn't it, really? You know, I mean, and it, let, let's be fair, we did expect it to run like that. It wasn't uh, wasn't exactly a pig and a pork, was it? I mean... Uh, no, it wasn't no, no gas up. I mean, I mean, I mean you, you would say, John, wouldn't you, Satan was unlucky in a way. Yeah. Satan's yeah. best horse. I mean, yeah. uh, come from miles back, uh, Stoughton was in a fantastic position. Yeah. Um, which we knew it would be, you know. So yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it kind of uh, it was a wonderful day, and I'd I'd say what, I got a message today from from a listener, and and this this is what what he's fantastic about being in the game. Uh, he went on to say that he he'd had each way double the Guineas winner and the um uh, the, the first cup winner, and. And he copped a nice, nice, nice few thousand quid off it. And he, he, he said he, he was donating some to charity. Um, in you know, I, I, I you know, it's just, just a really nice message that, that, that it kind of, you know, you think to yourself, well, you do this, and you think, well, everyone's pressing pink or not listening. But the fact people actually do listen and do have a little bet, and and then someone else benefits, you know, from that as well. I think. I, I, Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was that one. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that message today because it certainly made my day read things like that. It's nice to know some people have um, have had it right off. Anyway, we're going to start the show by covering the action at the Guineas meeting this weekend because obviously it's a big pointer uh, of a meeting for things to come. Uh, you know, obviously there's a few talking points that me and John will go through right now. Um, John, we'll start on the Saturday, and uh, anything that sort of uh, went into your uh, notebook Saturday before we get onto the Guineas and talk about the Guineas. Any anything that sort of caught your eye at the HQ? Um, I suppose as an air catch, you'd say the Haggis House up on the Yellowknife Stakes, but um, I'm not convinced that that was an adequate start to test at all with the. Uh, the, the pace that Ryan set, I think it might prove to be immensely flattering to the Hagasaurs. Um it, it could be the only one that's got anything like a turn of foot. I think, I think my, uh, my, my thoughts on reflection on it after, after the dust had settled 
was that Ryan hadn't gone anything like fast enough on Inigo Jones and this other thing was more or less close throughout the race and just had too many gears for him at the end and looked incredibly impressive but if had gone quicker I, I don't know that that result would have been replicated at all um, so um, I'd probably urge a bit of caution with that one despite how visually impressive that looked at the time well Ian, Ian Davies uh, messaged in and he says he basically said the new market stakes is not renowned as a derby trial but he says Shirley Heights won it in 1978 uh, his son Slip Anchor won it in 85 uh, and he thinks that Marfeth is the most impressive race of the uh, impressive winner of the race since Slip Anchor and basically he thinks 9-1 to one is absolutely huge for the derby he says we should be betting like men on this etc etc um it's interesting your take on it saying that you were sort of not 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 quite sure that's exactly where i'm i'm at because i'll confess i had a very very decent bet on the second uh, you know and um citing the reason that the haggis horse had won a handicap off 85 obviously impressively and it was basically a stone worse with the Godolphin horse, which had finished second in the field. And, and I remember at the time I described the field as one of the hottest field I'd seen in yeah. recent times. And the Godolphin pair came six clear of the third. Now I'm not sure that the Godolphin horse ran its race. Cause it was kind of like you said, when the fractions round was set, it was kind of when, when the taps were turned on, it was really struggling to quicken it. It looked a real slow stain type. And I think the field was probably better run than than that. Mm-hmm. And that it, it's it's kind of yeah. It, I, I I accept it's got gears. Interesting though, if Ian's really like fancy and having a real good punt on this, uh, Willie Agus came on racing TV uh, afterwards, and he and he said that he spoke with uh, the management team of of Hamdans uh, earlier in the winter, and he said this is the Derby horse. This is a derby horse. I mean, it's a shame that they get public domain for when it's off 85. But, but yeah, I mean, whether that's true or not, sometimes these trainers can also, you know, overrate stuff and, you know, and just make out something that wasn't. But, but yeah, I mean, if, if you believe Willie Agus, interesting that he said that he said to them all, this is a derby horse. So, Ian, wish we could help you a bit more there, but me and John seem to be uh, stuck on, uh, got splinters on his arse. We, we, we're struggling with this one because the time wasn't immensely fast. It wasn't like, but the way it did it, you know, it just absolutely just, I mean, if you just take Inigo, Inigo Jones will be useful. Inigo Jones will be 90 plus. So it's beat it six lengths on the Billy Idol. You know, who knows? I mean, like you said, could be a fair point, but I think I probably speak for John here as well, John. I mean, I think if uh, it, one of Aidan's that you like gets there in one piece, I think you'll prefer that one, won't you? Definitely. Um, at this stage, anyway, um, I wouldn't be surprised if I just runs out again somewhere. You know, he might even go to Goodwood with it. Um, I, I don't know if he'll leave it at that and go straight to Epsom. Yeah. You know. Um I, I certainly mean, want to say some more from it. I know what you mean. 
like to, to go in at like single figures, you kind of you just. I mean, it's like a bit like if you if you remember, it's like look at um, Charlie Ilz's Mosasabe. Um, yeah, that was incredibly impressive. Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, in its prep, and to be honest, you know, it, it looked it looked well, well, well outclassed in, in the, you know, it was pretty much off the bridle. That, that was it, you see. I mean, it's it's done well in a small field condition stakes where they're nodding about a bit at first. Then you plunk it in a classic, and it's got about as much in common with classic farm as Bernard Manning as we ball around dancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Manning, yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, you, you've got to urge caution. Uh, really, because I mean, when when Ian started up the the bet like men thing, I mean that was that surfaced after the had just chanced to in classic trailers and down, didn't it? You know, I mean that was a bit different to a, a little three run and not up at Newmarket. Well, yeah, and like, like I said, the, the the doubt for me is that I can't have it that Secret Protector ran to anything like the field and form. And I don't think any of the opposition ran to their optimum. No. Um, I mean, any God Jones didn't know where the hell it was. I mean, that's the price stout pairs were giving it three runs on the plumbing all weather, didn't it? You know, I mean, um, a supportive flat surface. Then all of a sudden you get it on that up and down Codswallop and uh, yeah. running, down, running down into the dip. I mean, he nearly got lost with Ryan, didn't he? He looked very, very uncomfortable. Um, so, like, like you said, we, we, yeah. So, to, to clarify that, Ian, I, I think we're saying that we need to see more before we, we, you know. But then again, if we see more, it won't be nines. But the, there the we man, go. The man from Del Monte is not saying no, but he's saying probably not. Yes, I, I concur with that. Totally concur. So we'll we'll cover off the two thousand guineas now, John. Uh, any any hard luck stories that, or any sort of things that caught your eye for the future for Billy Bunters to, to well, maybe... I think, uh, I, I think the first thing for Derg a bit of caution about would be uh, Thunder Moon. Uh, I got the shock of my life when I saw it. For me, I didn't put a kilo on from two to three. Um, and I think I'd be very, very careful backing it anywhere. The, the obvious progression now is uh, the baby Joseph will run it in the Jersey Stakes at Ascot. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't be having a bar of it in something like that because you'd be tackling some good size backwards that from last year that probably worth 30 kilos more than that. Um, definitely not. I, I, I'd be swerving that until I see some hard evidence on the on the track that that's got a bit of progression in it because seeing that one yesterday before the race that set. Terrible alarm bells going with my hat. I mean, I've confidently expected that would turn up booking a million and running some sort of race, but when I, when I saw it, I was appalled, really, at what I was looking at. I didn't like the look of it one bit. Yeah, um, I mean, two, it had such a good turn of foot. And, I mean, really, on pedigree, it should stay well. But everything else says it shouldn't the way that it does. 
you know, it's Saddler's well, Wells and Air, you know, I mean, anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's enough, there's enough, there's enough stuff. But like you say, it could be just physical because Zoffany's maybe not the biggest, you know, they don't produce massive, big, strong types. They're more, I'd say they're more compact and, and, and just, just, you know, are what they are. Crazy. I, I used to have a Labrador that was only a bit bigger. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. So we say Thunder Moon probably not going to progress this year. Uh, after his arse is running like they've got heads, aren't they? He did have a double today at Sligo. Oh, well, <laughs> he did. I backed the first one, but anyway. Yeah. He's, he's got one that I got told was his best last year, and it only ran once and won. Uh, called Federal, and it's running at the Curragh tomorrow. Um, oh. And. I, I was in front. This was his, his best two-year-old. Um, so what happened to it after July when it won its maiden? I don't know. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how that one runs tomorrow. I think that's another Zoffany, actually. Right. That'd be interesting to see how that goes tomorrow, then, John. Um, yeah. yeah. But get, getting back to Guineas, um, I, I think in terms of the, the, the male uh, milers this year, I think we're in a bit of trouble. Um, I think I think you know everyone's wanting a champion, and I think we've basically got uh, 115 horses again. I think yeah. it's, it's 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 one of those. They, they're very good animals. They're absolutely far, you know the guineas form will probably work out to a degree, but but as for like where we're, everyone's craving for this star to get hold of, it's not going to be there. I mean, I, as I said, we I did put up poetic flair, but. It, it's only because of his toughness and he wants it. And, you know, you, would, you wouldn't find it impossible that the second reverses the form next time out. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those, really. So I, I just think, I, yeah, I am disappointed. You know, I look, at, I look at the Guinea's form and it's probably the best there is out there at the moment. And, and that, that's what makes me disappointed a little bit going forwards for, for this, year, this season for the, for, the, for the male division. I mean, like I said, I would take Master of the Seas out of out of the race because I think he was disadvantaged the most by he he, he was the one that had to make really quick ground into the race, and then I don't I think when he got there, there were nothing upside him or around him at that point, and I, yeah. I just think that might have cost him. Um, so what do you make of the Colmar? I see, like, well. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think, you know, people are citing stable form. You know, people are saying, well, you know, that they're not running very well. But then, as we've seen today, he's got like, they uh, had the thousand guineas winner. So I think people are talking pretty much rubbish when they're going on about stable form with Aiden because it, it's, if, if the horses were off, then Mother Earth weren't going to trounce the thousand guineas feel like that today. So. Mm. I can't. I can't really have that argument. I, ju- I just think. I think to be honest, when Newmarket's quite quick as it is, some horses just really struggle on it, and mm. it might. It might. Be, it might just be the case as we get get throughout the season that all Aidan's runners that were well beaten and stuff, you know, might might just just be better on flatter tracks because these undulations at Newmarket when it's when it's quick, it's a real problem. Um. And as I said, going forwards, I, I would take Master of the Seas out, out of the new market race. 
has been the best horse in the race, personally. But how good that is, I don't know. Probably not more than 115. So we're left disappointed there. Right, anything sort of today that that um, took your eye on, on, on Thousand Guineas Day? Yeah, the Haggis are in the pretty poly. Hating the track. Um, I, I just want to be all over it in the Ribblesdale, to be honest. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced you can run to probably 1-1-5-ish, which puts a bang in there for a Ribblesdale, I would have said. And uh, extra distance will suit, galloping track will suit. Physically, she looks the type to go on improving all year. I'd have said, uh, all things being equal, Ribblesdale and Yorkshire Oaks. Yeah, I mean, like, I watched that and it, it was uncomfortable viewing, I think, for anyone <laughs> watching Sea Carrots in running because she was changing her legs several times as if she was like, sort of almost like hitting the undulations and then, and then down the hill. You know, you're thinking this is a point. Can she make inroads into Mystery Angel? And she she just didn't come down the hill at all. She just no. literally literally just rolled down the hill, if you like. That that was it. That was all you were going to get. And then the race is finished. And I, and I just think there's no way on earth that Mystery Angel beats Sea Carrots again on on any kind of flat track. Um, like you said, it's a good shout about the Ribblesdale. I think I think that's the natural the the, the natural next step. Next step for her. Um, I think it's safe to say he won't go to Epsom, will he? <laughs> well, the, you, it, I mean, the thing. Is, he wants to kill her. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, this is thing though. You know, we've seen some astonishing things in past. I mean, if if he actually went went for Epsom, we'd we'd be horrified, wouldn't we? I, I think they'd have to write him a letter or something. It's just, I mean, it's it's like, you know. That you could see she did handle Newmarket, and people could say well, it's an experienced second start. But I kind of get that. But the, the amount of time she changed the legs, she's just very uncomfortable, you know, on an undulating surface. So for me, it's a massive, massive no for Epsom Sea Carrots, and hopefully they will do what John wants and take her to the Ribblesdale. Um, from me, from my point of view today, John, um, I've got one like amazing performance, really. You probably won't have it as an amazing performance because you don't like the second horse, Queen Power. <laughs> as you put, well, you, well, you point, you point. To be fair, you know, hats off to you, uh, and 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 the Hitler as well. Got to give him some credit because apparently we got moaned out on Twitter saying we didn't give him any credit for poetic flair. But I mean, to be honest, I think he just piggybacked, didn't he, on poetic yeah. flair? Um, he, yeah, he's like that. Hor- yeah, horrible man. But I mean. So today, Lady Bothorpe was held held up out the back. Um, it was a fairly slow time because it was slowly run. And, you know, they were doing 34, 35 mile an hour early. And then Lady Bothorpe to win coming from the back, I thought was an amazing performance to do that. But like you say, you know, the queen, queen power in, in the finish, geez. You know, it's as if she just could not be bothered in that last sort of um, but yeah, Lady, Lady Bothorpe, I thought was, that was a good performance to do that from the back. Anyway, yes, it was. I mean, no getting away from that because it didn't go fast, and uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, as I say, we, we, we know what we're getting from Queen Power, but, you know, Lavender Blow was well-placed. He'd blown past that one as well. So. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, this is it. So, yeah, it's beat Lavender Blow. Yeah. So, you've got to give her full credit, and maybe yeah. she'll she'll progress this year off the back of that, because that, that was impressive for me. Uh, right, the Thousand Guineas jump. Um, Mother Earth, the second string... Uh, I, I, I was I was hoping that Blogger and the Stallion would be all over Santa Barbara today, but it turns out he's back two winners as the Blogger. Disappointing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> gutted about that, to be honest. I thought he'd yeah. uh, have been all over the, uh, the favourite in the guineas. Like, um, the, the guineas was like a so what result, wasn't it, really? You know what I mean? The amount of times that thing's got bait, um, and you could, you could run that again tomorrow and it probably would get bait again. Um, I thought the favourite looked to have the potential to be in a shit house. Um, I wasn't keen on it to carriage first time up. We was gawping about, there wasn't any instant acceleration or anything when Ryan asked it to go today. Um, Ducked one way, then ducked the other. Um, I'd, I'd want to say a lot more from that before I, I went anywhere near my wallet to back it, to be honest. I think uh, no matter how much it's impressed them at all, I think it's probably impressed them doing everything on the bit. Because uh, when it come off it there today, I, I didn't like what I saw, to be honest. Because it's a nice, no. nice big arse and... Ed, no. Ed certainly came up, and all the excuse you could probably give it, John, was Newmarket. That's, yeah. You know, and so that it, because it, to me it was fine before it got to the dip, and then as soon as it hit, sort of, sort of had to go downhill. It's like it's as if it, it either gulped for air or the head came right up. But um, even, even like during race. Um... You only had to glance behind it, and Frankie's travelling all over it all the time. Mm. Right, right through the race. I mean, let's not forget this thing's supposed to be, you, you know, anything you put in front of it is eight uh, at all. And yet, yeah. you know, Frankie's just sitting behind it closing. So, I, I don't know. I think uh, it's got a bit to pro now. Well, lots of pro. Well, I think the thousand guineas is worse than the two thousand guineas in terms of uh, quality of form. I, I'd, I'd personally put the winner on hundred and ten, uh, yeah. Mother Earth, and I think I don't think there's any like improvement from two. I think that's it is what it is. It kind of ties in with the runner-up and the third horse in terms of range. If you gave the winner hundred and ten, now I would say hundred and ten is one of the lowest one thousand guineas winners ratings. I haven't got the records in front of me, but. If you do rate 110, I'd say that's one of the one of the worst ever. Oh, you're down there with Enstone Spark and quick as lightning. And... Yeah, it's very, very poor. I mean, <laughs> the thing is as well, the, the fifth film, Alcohol Free, which obviously was well bet, um, close to the off, that was hanging badly from some way out. I mean, Racing Post comment said, said it was sort of hanging about two. I, I, I thought it was hanging relatively early in the race it wasn't happy at all and that's that's only been beat uh, what two lengths you know hanging for probably half the race so as i said i mean you're gonna laugh at the racing purse when they put their ratings up because they'll probably give mother earth something like 117 
118. Fudge, fudge the ratings high to make it look decent. And yeah. like, like I said, I'd just say it's ran its race when a lot haven't, and, and it's run to 110. And that would be my take on a thousand, a very disappointing thousand guineas. I don't sell you for the any higher, to be honest. No, there's nothing there in the form book to say you can either. No. Because alcohol free is rated 112. But yeah. I, like I've just pointed out, it's hung for half the race. If the racing posts say that's ran to its mark, they're idiots. Yeah. Or, the, or the handicappers, they're idiots. Because how can it have run to its mark when it's just hung all the way? Um, so, yeah. A very poor thousand guineas for me and John. So we've, we've not much, not much uh, brilliant news on the classics front so far for a, for a world beater. But uh, drugs barn Bob Baffert, John. Right, he's won the Kentucky Derby. Uh, he seems to be winning everything over there. At the moment. Uh, I always get mixed up with this. That now he's Bob Baffert, the one that has the hair like D Wayne Lucas, or is D Wayne Lucas the one that has the hair like Jimmy Savile? <laughs> It's a good point. He's 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 got he's got the whitest mane as Bob Baffert that you've ever seen. It's like Desert Orchid's mane. Is it, is it George Hamilton tan going on as well? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's the there's the old Trump George Hamilton tan to go with it. Yeah. Lovely, what an image. Yeah, it's uh, and the old the old uh, Ray bands on. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like Miami Vice. Um, but yeah, so Baffert's won the the Kentucky Derby with. Um, can you believe this? The dream's alive for people. Medina Spirit cost one thousand dollars as a yearly. Well, somebody's nicked that, haven't they? I mean, dear God. The, the sire stands for five thousand dollars. Oh dear! Somebody uh, slipped up letting that win, haven't they? I mean, every, the thing is that so we've had. The 2,000 guineas, the 1,000 guineas in the Kentucky Derby and not one of the winners, you could ever just say, you know, like, let's go to town and back this next time. Um, Because, well, the the winner of the Kentucky Derby, Medina Spirit, it was thumped twice before that the the Kentucky Derby uh, at Santa Anita twice by, I think, eight lengths and four lengths in its preps. And... It just, I don't know, it's just, just remarkable. Well, what's Bob done there? Is he juiced there on him? What? Well, it's nuts and hay, isn't it? It's the old, you know, he's probably Willie, he's rang Willie Mullins up from the Punchers Town back and said, any chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, good old Bob. Does. Bob's turned a $1,000 yearly into a multi-million dollar potential sire. Well done. Well done, Mr. Baffert. Yeah, oh, Mr. Wayne Lucas, whichever one it is. <laughs> we have Wayne Lucas, yeah. So, so that's the training performance of the week by far. Uh, right, so, yes, we're not very positive, me and John, at the moment. We've got nothing good to say, despite having a <laughs> super Saturday, where we've won absolutely tuppence, probably, between us. I don't know. We, we, we've won a, we have won a few quick Saturdays. But, I mean, the, the thing is, it's it's... We, imagine we imagine got... this if we'd done our bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> this would be wrist stuff, wouldn't it? Yeah, ah, oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, we've right, we, we just been asking listeners for the best suicide methods, wouldn't we? Well... Please um, write in, you know, shotgun in the mouth, wrist slashing, pills. 
Well, Aaron Rhodes, who's an avid listener, he 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 sent he sent in a, a bit of a question. He says, "Is it true um, uh, your pair of index fingers are shorter than your pinky after all the finger blasting?" <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what's like got me about this job? All right. So when when you had that comment on Friday's show about finger blasting, yeah, yeah, I've got. The image now of you finger blasting. Oh, <laughs> <dear>. <laughs> I mean, it's just wrong. I mean, I cannot there's, get the. There's nothing I can do about that way now. You know, people got the image there. That's, it's up to you to get rid of it, I'm afraid. You know, it, if 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 Alan's also got the image there, it might help him to know I'm, I'm a middle finger man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not index. <laughs> Shocking uh, uh, stuff. It is. We are lowering the turn now. Oh, no, uh, uh, again, if you thought this show couldn't get any lower, well. Uh, there's new depth to it and plummet every week. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right. So, anyway, Aaron's got a sort of semi serious question. Um, and, he said about, and he said about racing and wider audiences, John. How. Go on again. Put yourself in charge of the BHA right now. They will you in? They've, they've, you're there. You're the big wig. And they've said, how do we market the the bigger days and the bigger clashes of horses, particularly on the flat season? Because if you look, the the, the Cheltenham Festival gets plenty of publicity. Grand National get publicity, but nothing on the flat ever seems to get massive. Wider spread publicity job. What would you do? What you've got to look at for me is like day to day living. Now, if you go back to like when I first started following the game, mid to late seventies, early eighties, with the steel works and whatever you know, everybody on the works had some racing conversation. They all knew there was a big race coming up. They all knew it was Chester Week, York Week, whatever, you know. Now, those those people in that demographic are all talking about Champions League and having their double with so-and-so to score the first goal and Bayern Munich to win 3-1 and all this sort of cobblers, you know. Because racing doesn't sell any of that. Racing yeah. itself leaves all that to the bookmakers. And the bookmakers are only selling high margin bets in a lot of cases are too complex for people. They don't want to know about Bucky Shastains and Yankees and that, you know. They just want to, as I say, a double where so and so scores first and final score, you know, win a lot for a little. Yeah. Now where racing falls down is it should market itself completely differently to how it is for me. It's not family entertainment. Family entertainment is going along somewhere, your kids have an ice cream, you watch a band or whatever. But that's not going to do anything for racing. What would do something for racing is you get people going along there buzzed up because they've got a chance to do something that might 
put a few quid in their pockets and excited about what they're going to say. And you would do that by selling it as a grown man's sport. You know? Yeah. You remember the Yorkie adverts? Are you man enough for Yorkie? Yeah. Are you man enough for racing? Can you handle really? it? Yeah. Yeah. Are you clever enough for racing? You know? Yeah, are, well, you, put, are you thick? Do you want to just bet on football? <laughs> you know? That's close. You know? Yeah. Are you a simpleton? You know? Or can you work out racing? I mean, that's, that's the extreme end of it. You know what I mean? But what, what I'm saying is, sell the fact that you can, with study, do yourself a bit of good. You know? The bookmakers don't want you to know that because if everybody was, well, let's face it, if everybody improves the betting by 10%, the bookies would have to shut. Yeah. You know, that that's top and bottom of that, isn't it? You know what I mean? If everybody that ever has a bet improves 10%, that's it. Goodbye, lad, broke sales a lot. Because <laughs> we're not making now, have we? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, that that brings us nicely onto our final topic this week, and um, Lorne Lorne Marver, that's one of my favourites. He's uh, on Twitter and he he loves the show. He thinks we're absolute twats, but he, you know he he loves the show. Um, and he says ninety nine percent of restricted punters are actually mugs. Can't agree, can't argue with that. Uh, bookmakers are losing pounds by curtailing their betting. On the flip side, their families can thank them for saving them from financial Armageddon because there's nothing more dangerous than a mug who thinks he's got an edge, John. Uh, I like the fact that you come straight to me when you're talking about mugs that think they've got an edge. Look at that. I don't think I've got much of an edge, to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose he's got a point, you know. I mean, I get the impression that we're too careful. I mean, you remember Sporting Odds when they started yeah. up? Yeah. Um, I had I had three bets with them before they shut me down. Yeah. Uh, I started with 400 on a 74, and then I had two 200 pound bets. And then I got an email saying thanks, but no thanks. And the last two had got bait. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't get the impression that like a lot of these decisions are made, you know, they're maybe using algorithms and linking them to pyramid messages about live horses and you, you know, if 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 you if you're showing up to be backing a lot of live ones, you you're probably getting I mean they said fingered then, God. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you're probably getting your mark as a a show whether you, whether you are or you aren't, you know, I mean you you could, you could accidentally back a live one, couldn't you? And uh, the algorithm picks you up because they've done the pyramid message around the shops. 
you know, and say so you're back three on the spin, before you know it, you're out and you haven't even had the nod. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think, though, that, like, Denise Kurtz has got it absolutely spot on in that Bet365, for whatever, you know, I mean, I, I know, like, some people call them names, and but at the end of the day, they, I would say, from my experience, they, they last the longest in terms of, like, so in other words, I reckon the reason why they make so much is they're not too quick to press the panic button. You know, yeah. the the big the big red flag clacks and you know, like let let's get let's get rid of of this because he's back he's back to north at fives. It's gone off evens. Ban him straight away. You know, it, it's. I mean, everyone can have a run. Everyone can can have. I don't know, three or four weeks, six weeks with they like just just shitting winners, if you like. Um, and then, you know, with the problem with most punters, and this is my advice to bookmakers, is that they can't control themselves, right? So what happens is they'll get a few quid up, the nice few quid in odd, the five or six hundred quid, you know, and then next thing they want to have two two hundred and fifty on something mm-hmm. when the normal stake might be thirty quid or forty quid, mm-hmm. and that's that. In in the end, I mean that's part of the skill of the game. It ain't just spotting the value and the odds. No. You know, most folk can do that. Most folk can look in a racing purse or most folk can, can say that'll win next time. This'll win next time. Right? And back it. And they'll, they'll actually show a profit doing that. Yeah. But what they can't what they can't stop themselves from doing is when Manchester United are playing a are playing in a Premier League game are absolutely pissing all over team they're playing. And they can't resist going in and having a few hundred quid on on that. And then Man United don't win. And it's like, oh, you know. Mm. And I think that that's where Bet365 have got it off to an art in terms of, like, they, they will let, they will, from my experience, if you set a Bet365 account, they'll probably let you win a couple of thousand before they say, thanks, but no thanks. Mm. And whereas, like you said, some bookmakers, you know, big sirens go off, which we've had no sirens tonight, sadly. But, but, but you know, sirens will go off after two or three bets, which is very odd, really odd. I mean, I've heard of like tracking apps. How they, they track your sites. That so, if you're a Time Form subscriber or you're a, you know, they know you've got Betfair in your cookies. So you log on to your bookie account, and all of a sudden they know all you, you, what you're surfing for. You know, Red Tube and Pornhub and. You know. <laughs> You know, he's he's kind of like they're making mistakes for me. I, I think they could, and and the thing is, it's bad for racing because they're not we're not getting any levy. We we're not we're not attracting, you know, punters. If you if you can't sell the dream, John, that you can win at this game and you're free to bet what you like, and you could, you know, you might get restricted on some bets. You know, I'm not asking a bookmaker to lay. Me on every bet. No, if you can't, if right. you can't get that, you're not a sustainable game. Yeah, I mean, for example, right. So if you're a bookmaker, online bookmaker, and they say, uh, "Dear Mr. Keys, uh, we've had enough of you. You know, you're a to- you're a total twat. You know, we don't want any more of your business." Right? Why? I mean, if I, why would you not lay me in the derby? Why would you not lay me in the guineas? Why would you not lay me in a in a in a in Bunbury Cup? Why? Yeah. You know. There has to be some kind of rating where you're willing to take me on. You know, you can't you can't just say, well, fair enough if you want to ban me at Plumpton or you want to ban me in Ireland or you want to ban me at, you know, in a 
two mile novice hurdle, uh, where you know when, when it's thirty three to one bar three, then yeah, yeah I, get, I get it. It's their right to say no. We don't want your kind of business on that race. But if but why then deny levy valuable levy? If I if I fancy poetic flair to win a guineas, why can't I have? What I want on poetic flair to win a guineas with any bookmaker. Why do you get restrictions like a tenner on the two thousand guineas when literally every horse in the race is trying? Now that limited oh. to fourteen fourteen quid anti post on the Evo ones. I mean <laughs> what's that all about? But that's it, John, that's it. It's like it's that's where they're making mistakes. Denise Coates. The reason she's leading the field is because they, their red siren klaxon doesn't go off as quick. So mm. basically, to, to sum the, the point up to Lord Marvo, that you're right, they're making mistakes. And the BHA need to sort this because this is affecting Levy. And, you know, there's punters that want a bet, can't have a bet, you know, couldn't have a bet on today's thousand guineas. You know, th- th- Why? Why can you not have a bet on today's thousand guineas? <laughs> it's bonkers. So, so yeah, it's absolutely correct. Um, they restricted too quickly, and that's why Bet365 are thriving. John, we're going to finish the show quickly with um, a, a Jimmy Lindley lovely hands. Have you anything for me this week? I don't really like no. no. <laughs> well, okay. No problem. Um, I've got not really a lovely hands thing, but I thought I'd, I thought I might mess up connections prices. Good, <laughs> good. Um, there's a horse tomorrow that used to be trained by Brian Ellison, and it's a horse called Little Joe. It oh, goes, yeah. in the, goes in the 406 at Beverly, and currently priced at around the 20 to 1 mark. Now, I'm not saying tomorrow's the day, so don't go diving in now. What I'm saying is keep your little beady eyes on it, uh, because... They, they, they'll they be waiting to pull the trigger. Karen Tussie and Gemma Tussie, they're not the innocents that you you portray them to be. They might they might look great, fantastic, you know, in the in the in the country gear and everything, and they might pro- profess the lovely horse racing people. They're lining this one up. Make no mistake. It, it, like I say, I don't think Beverly it's, Beverly is its track. I think it's probably more of a straight track horse where it can just sit and travel nicely behind a decent pace, which you'll get at Beverly, but going downhill into cow sheds in bottom and then turning up for home, I'm not sure that suits Little Joe, to be honest. But Yeah. So, so, I mean, basically, I mean, Gemma might be finger-blasting, John. Steady. <laughs> yeah. So, no, there's an image. Well, that's it. It's a better one than, like, seeing you finger-blasting. Yeah. So, there <laughs> we go. So, <laughs> That's a fitting end to the show. That's all from me and John this week. We're back on Friday. Make sure you join us because you don't want to miss out on Super Saturdays like we've just had. That's all from me and John. We've enjoyed it. Hope you have. Bye for now.